0: Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the executive pastor of Transformation Church. With me again today is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston.
2: Hey guys, good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And we are pumped, coming off a powerful Sunday and watching lives get changed. We're seeing... Some I'm not gonna call them like record-breaking numbers, but they might be pretty close. But it's definitely been a big uptick and an upswing in regards to guests and people giving their lives to Jesus. And the person that manages most all of that at TC, and the person that, quite frankly, um, does more than the Justin and John combined. Man, I know wait, that's wait, the truth. Wait, wait I know a that's second. the truth. <laughs> wait a second. Introducing uh the fourth staff member that has been on the podcast in a little bit miss karen swan
0: hey guys what's up
2: so uh, before we get too far into it uh karen uh instagram no twitter instagram for yeah you. no
0: twitter no twitter i might i've been thinking about getting a twitter lately but i don't know still not on twitter
2: then you got to keep up with justin <clears throat> it's a good move <laughs> yeah so it's a good move tell them where they can find you karen on twitter or instagram
0: Instagram I, I think it's at Karen underscore Swan, I think. Two N's. But now I'm yeah, two Ns, but now, now I'm second guessing. Stop looking at me, Swan. Swan. Yeah.
1: Uh Billy uh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison, John. You know, I I have never
0: seen that movie, but people always quote that. You've never seen Billy. I've never seen Billy Madison, but people quote that line to to me.
2: So you need Jesus. So your life is in complete shambles. Karen (laughs) underscore swan, two n's, S W A N N, is where you can find Karen Swan. And Karen lifts a heavy load here at TC. Um, As a matter of fact, we are on the prowl for how we're going to continue to help her uh carry the load effectively yes lord uh and so uh she does a killer job she manages i don't manage it. she's a director over our growth track our dream team and our small groups and uh in a growing church well in a not growing church that's a difficult task to manage all those things growth track for us is like assimilation so it's how people get plugged into who we are and what we do and how they can become part of it so she uh is the director over that the entire dream team which is about 150 Uh, Different people who are the backbone of what we do. All of you Dream Teamers are phenomenal. We love you so much. You guys are awesome. Uh, And so Karen uh, is on that. And then small groups, which this semester, 29 small groups. She uh, oversees the infrastructure of. So...
0: Yeah, she, we're excited. Yeah,
2: she she only works two days a week, so she doesn't have a lot going on if you guys want to see if she wants to uh, play golf around, or something. Sits around all day. <laughs> yeah, she sits by the campfire and reads books all day, so she doesn't she doesn't work very much. Um, no, I was just telling someone, it was so funny, I was telling, uh, who was I, oh, uh, a guy I ran into at the church, he was asking about, you know, just like how it's going he's like man you guys have been busy lately huh and i said I, yeah i said we're all there, it's always activity because there's just always stuff to do we're in a growing organization we run a lean staff we were talking about that and so we asked, but you know then i talked about 21 days of prayer mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i didn't think about it until it was done but the second week of 21 days of prayer we are at prayer monday through friday at 6 a.m and then like our office opens at 9 but we we're already here i was like then tuesday I I taught the pipeline. Thursday, I was at worship rehearsal helping the team. And then Friday, we had the coaches' meeting. And I know mm-hmm. you guys had other stuff going on past our regular office hours on those days. And I started adding it up. And it's like, we put in like 78 hours that week. And was I was a just like, week, yeah. oh, you know, like it's so good. But at the same time, it's like, whew, take yeah. a breather. You know what I mean? Like, extra- can't wait
1: to get that overtime on the next check.
2: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all the salary work. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh it was good, but all that to say, man um you know we we do a lot here there's not really any time there's not a lot of uh downtime when we're here we're here and we matter of fact uh I think you guys just had a conversation about when you're not here trying your trying a little bit to kind of not yeah, always just, be
0: available Yeah, setting up boundaries and stuff like that but.
1: yeah and you know it's it's funny it's not it's funny because I think you have to. You know, and, and, you know, like we sent that email or I sent that email yesterday to our team because, uh, like for Karen, like it's so easy for someone to pick their phone up and send a text, you know, but the problem is sometimes it's all hours of the day. It's just so much. So on like on my day off, I try to, you know, disconnect. I disconnect and it's like, I know, I don't know if it frustrates people, but like, you know, sometimes people send like Facebook messages and I don't check Facebook messenger that much Yeah, I because if not, yeah. it's like, man, it's just, it's, you can constantly be just you know doing that doing the the stuff um yeah i try to disconnect like I, when i'm present i try to be present when i'm not right. when i'm not present i try to disconnect and you know you got to have like escapism on, on everybody needs escapism on some point on some level sure. you know mm-hmm. some people read whatever i watch mm-hmm. the office there you go you know <laughs> i yeah. think i i think i might be doing a consulting gig here coming up it's
0: going to be really cool if that yeah, works out yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so yeah um
0: but you know we're all really busy and, you know, I don't even really even like saying that. Just like no, saying you're that. busy is, I don't mm-hmm. like it, but we've got a lot of really great opportunities, a lot going on, which is a, I wouldn't even call it a problem, but if you call it, if you say that, you know, it's a great problem to have, you know, yeah, that yeah. you are having to set up boundaries and stuff because your, your, your coaches and your leaders are so involved. They're so on top of it that they're thinking about it at all time. You know, it's, it's great. Um, you know, so we've had a lot lately, but it's been awesome.
2: Sure. Well, and that's the thing too. You know, for us, it's like, man, we've we've all been at churches, been a part of churches, um, where there's nothing going on. And right. You know, you're like,
0: I'd rather this all day every yeah, day. Are yeah. new
2: people gonna show up? Like, what are we gonna? How do you know? Who are you gonna let go of next? Because we don't have enough. Like. You know, people aren't coming in, we're bored, and, you know, or they're doing so many events, but none of them are fruitful, you know, right, to be part right. of a ministry where, you know, everything that uh, is going on, God is just touching and, and people's lives are getting changed and that creates traction. And I think we're experiencing that right now. You know, I mean, we've had, what was the numbers? 44 first time guests last month, 27 people made a decision, I think is what yeah. you said. And, and four Sundays. Yeah. And four Sundays. Um, 44
1: first time guests and we know. That's just to turn a card in. That's to right. turn a card There's plenty more. I, that I know that people, I watched some people that, you know, walked out the door there. I mean,
0: I've met people on Sunday and, and, you know, learned their names that I, because I enter in the Connect cards every week that they didn't fill one out. So just to say that we have 44 first-time guests, and I'm glad that you mentioned only f- those are the ones that filled out a card that made themselves, you know, known. Sure. It's just so exciting, you know. And,
1: and first-time guests is always great, but I mean, just... What's always a better number than that is people that make a decision, yeah. you know, or it's a huge. commitment to Christ, like 27 and four, and four Sundays. It's so like, awesome. That's pretty, it's pretty incredible. That's remarkable. Yeah, I know people, I know churches that
2: haven't seen 27 in two years, you know, so it's just. It's, it's just, it's, you know, know.
0: It, there the need is is too great you know i think sometimes we get caught up in you know like we were just saying like the the busyness of it like oh i gotta send these emails gotta plan this thing gotta be at this meeting blah 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 but the need is too great i mean we live in in pensacola and there's i don't know how many churches but Lots. so over so 12, many over 1200, yeah yeah, so many unreached people we had a girl come to our church. Um, Two days ago, this this past Sunday, that has never stepped foot in a church before. That's insane. Yeah, that's the incredible. need is so great, and it, I think w- well, you can lose that in the midst of everything.
1: Well, we're learning, you know, cultural Christianity was so huge here in the South for just forever, you know, yeah. um, and that's going away. Which I don't know if that's good or bad, but it is going away. You know, you have like yeah. s- the the post Christian society that we're living in is starting to be evident that you have someone that's in their 30s never been in a church service like,
0: right wow right
1: yeah
2: because i think it creates i think it creates a lot of opportunity you know oh, i think sure. like it creates uh kind of what you're talking about i think one of the great parts about tc is you know with with so many and i don't know the percentage anymore it used to be it used to be 55 percent, but that was a long time ago you know over over half of our people that are at tc got saved at tc mm-hmm. and that's a big deal right. um and so because of that it's like we don't have to retrain you know it's like they don't have to they don't come in with a form of christianity that we have to re-instruct or reteach or help out with something but
1: uh, unbrainwashed them. <laughs> uh, well yeah you know it's like well even just like de-reli- de-religious <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can only imagine what he's
0: looking at. <laughs> hey, I'm laughing at
1: myself. That uh, was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: but almost like to it. D uh to take the religion away to leave nothing but spirituality like right. we have a, f- a fresh start with so many people the flip side to that is there's a lot of work to be done you right. know, like any you have a new believer like so we, this person has to be discipled right we're not talking about people that have been discipled and now we're just helping them carry on or getting them plugged into a body of believers like now we have to go like hey like okay don't do that with your girlfriend or like, Hey, that's not like, and it's not a matter of like behavior modification. It's just walking them through the journey of what it means to follow Christ, what it looks like to aim to be like him. And, and, uh, so because of that, yeah, it just, man, it, creates a number of opportunities and that opportunity those opportunities when executed means work and so i agree i don't like the term busy yeah but i think we're certainly uh we test the levels
1: of productivity
0: yeah (laughs) yeah what's
1: what's funny about busy is like everybody's busy right everybody says it and i'm Um, like uh you like you're a cashier come on
2: (laughs) oh it it bugs me
1: yeah well because here's the deal no disrespect to cashiers but yeah, I mean, and then on the flip
0: <laughs> side, people that you know maybe are not involved in church or have never been a part of ministry, they'll look at what we do and they're like, Y'all aren't busy. Like, oh, don't yeah. get you me know, started. Y'all
1: just work on Sundays, <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I went and saw before my grandfather's been sick, but I remember at one. It's been several months back, but I saw my grandfather. He's like, "Yeah, I've been busy." I'm like, "You're 87 Yeah, what you've been doing? What are you doing? Why are you busy? <laughs> been at the IGA, <laughs> <laughs> like literally pushing ninety, and he's yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, Papa, like, let's get real
0: here. Well,
2: that's everybody's like, busy. Yeah, that's the problem. Everybody says they're busy. You know, it's like we got we got young people. You it, know, I spoke at the thing with the teenagers. You know, yeah, it's just like talking about it's a about productivity that. thing,
0: right? A
1: well, lot of people manage time bad.
2: Yeah, well, that's why I say it's like we have an opportunity to really um test the levels of um productivity and Mm -hmm. and you know all of us are everyone's busy but how well are we executing you know and so i think that's a constant conversation i think that's a conversation that even we have and we have to navigate and you know i remember being 25
0: it's a great age (laughs)
2: i remember being 25 you know managing a hundred and something employees and all the stuff that went into that and and overseeing you know number of processes and learning then you know the difference between busyness and productivity right and um you know thank god for pastor dan who continues to be a a source of wisdom uh, hopefully for all of our staff but i know in my life personally where he's constantly like man you got to make sure that you're Setting a time, side time for this and make sure you're doing that. And, you know, um, one of the things he taught me a long time ago, and I hope, I hope none of the listeners are offended by this. I hope you're encouraged by this, but if it does offend <laughs> I you, like then, when something starts <laughs> like when <this. laughs> um, you know, is let, is letting people. And I think, I think some of our listeners will benefit from this. Sometimes you got to let people figure out what they already know, because all they want to do is talk, but they don't want help right. and they can get help from anybody. It don't have to be from you. Right. So it's like, well, all they want to do is vent. All they want to do is call somebody. And if that person that's calling you is going to soak up your time, but they're not going to help you with your productivity, uh, don't don't get me wrong. I think we need to be available for people and we need to love people and we pastor people. That's what we do. Uh, We're in a people business. So I I don't, I don't take away from that, but there are times where people want to be time sponges in your life and you have to let Mm. the sponges like you got to let them not go today. like and not soak up your time uh because oftentimes just like he taught me like they'll figure it out they will inevitably figure out the answer that you were going to give them it doesn't mean you got to give them three hours and i was mm-hmm. like okay so that's always helpful you know to to do that And i think we have to go we guard our time going back to what we were talking about kind of bringing this full circle and kind of guarding our time and Picking when we send text messages and when we don't and, right. and uh, you know, when we answer and, and when we don't and you know, we don't mean to be offensive. We're not trying to brush people off. It's just like right now is not the time that I'm going to be holding my phone in my hand. You know, If I'm sitting next to my wife on the couch and we're watching a movie on Netflix on my day off, I'm not texting you back. Nah. Something better be on fire. Like, you know, um,
0: well, and just to take it one step further, like there's a difference in enabling someone and empowering someone. Come on. So, I mean, if you do, this is what I'm learning right now, the hard way. If you answer every text, every phone call, then people are going to start thinking, I can't make this decision because Karen hasn't said, or Brad hasn't said, or Pastor Justin hasn't said, you know, so you're, you're enabling them, you're holding them back by coddling them and so sometimes not answering the phone not answering the text is actually empowering
1: yeah yeah for but sure How? A, and not just that i, I mean it, yes I, I agree and we do we you know we were we're responsible to be there for our people Absolutely. especially our leaders and stuff yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean i'm i have to do it on right like you know like right i i plan my day out you know based on certain times i do certain things and i'm not i'm not stopping just because a a facebook message comes through
2: right i'm not not doing it and how often how often do you call that person back like oh we got it and it's like (laughs) yeah of course you did because you didn't really need me to start with right so all that to say it's it's, it's it's like
1: you said it's empower it's trying to empower them Mm -hmm. is what it is yeah Mm -hmm. especially especially our leaders like obviously if like someone was in a real crisis or something like totally that's not what we're talking about you know um
2: but well that's the thing too and it's it's also helping people understand like who you know at tc we try to i I think we do a pretty good job of it i think we will continue to get better at it which is driving this culture of small groups Mm -hmm. at our church um you know but it's like listen let's let's be real there are very few things that you have a question about that you need my answer on. And I don't mean that I'm too good to talk to anyone. I'm saying like there are very few things that you need my personal answer on and if you're in a relationship with a small group leader right um they they nine times out of ten will give you all the information they'll have more time and attention to give you than i can um they'll be able to show up more often than i can or then we even we but yeah. that make that a we thing like than we can um you know we're responsible for 500 people That small group is responsible for 10. Right. So I can guarantee you they'll be able to get to whatever it is faster. They'll be more available. They'll have more time. Um, You know, so it's, it's really encouraging people to make that move in that direction. You know, so...
0: Yeah, let's put let's put a small groups plug in just because we're are you said Do it, small groups director, Karen. Listen, come on, and even not even just for small groups at TC. If you go to TC, you need to sign up for a small group. The directory's open. We start next week, but wherever you are, wherever you're listening, if you're not in community, get in it because it it is the thing that's missing in your life. I believe that one of the biggest attacks of the enemy, especially today with social media and all this is loneliness. Yeah. And and yeah. there are communities out there, you know, I I've, I've talked to people before where I there was a season in my life where I said, "Lord, I've got to have some good friends." I you've got to send me people. And I've talked to some individuals before where they said, "I I've asked the Lord for good friends and and, and no one's come along." And I just, I have a hard time believing that because that is how God set it up.
2: Well, here's the thing. If you say God send me some good friends and then you stay in your bedroom 24 seven, you're never going to find it. (laughs) Come on. Come on. So, and the other thing too is like, number one, don't abuse everyone that comes by you because then you'll have more friends that want to hang out with you. Secondly, like if you want friends, go get them because if you look uninterested, then people are going to be interested in you. Right. Um, And then thirdly, like you got to be the friend that you want to have so if you're never available and every time someone calls you it's an inconvenience to you that you got to be available for them don't expect them to be available for you like you know but all that to say yeah yes and amen like god i just really need i want healthy relationships in my life it's like well then you're gonna need to go find those right right um and what
0: kind of friend are you being fact yeah
2: fact Mm. so yeah so i agree you know whether you're a listener that lives in you know ohio or virginia or whether you're right here in pensacola you know obviously tc we got tons of small groups and you know we're continuing to try to increase that in in percentages each semester um, because we know that we need we need more opportunities for relationships and that's the goal but in addition wherever you're at you know you gotta you need to get plugged into relationships and you just know, even you know we're going to be going into the next series the better now series you know we're really going to be dealing with that some, and and to a small degree talking about a sunday but really dealing with it next you know next semester it's like man recognizing that you know if if you're uh part of a church even if the church runs 100 people If the only person you think can do ministry for you is the pastor, then you've already got a broken version of what the church is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So, um, man, just encouraging everyone out there. Get involved in some small groups. And uh, if you're in the Pensacola area, definitely come. uh, Go to mytc.life.com right now my mytc.life um and click on connect and check out that small groups list sign up for small group right now while you're sitting there on your phone you're listening to this you can be signing up for a small group right now and getting engaged in life giving gospel centered uh and empowering relationships that will help lead and guide and strengthen your life and you need that i need that yeah same like so i know you need that jesus needed that Mm -hmm. he had he had 12 you know like then if Jesus needed that, you need that. You know, people that are always like, I don't need nobody. I can do all, I can do by my, myself. Stop lying. You are so full of crap. Even God is a Trinity.
0: Come on now. Yeah. In the <laughs> beginning,
2: in the beginning was God. And the, and the Greek word for God actually defines the Trinity. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, small group. Small Small group Genesis one one small group
0: small group in the beginning
2: God was a small group hey. so yeah so get plugged in uh, yeah thanks Karen it the uh, if you're in, in Pensacola uh, TC those groups are live now you can sign up right now and then February third this Sunday we're yeah. kicking off
0: we're kicking it off
2: we're kicking off the small group semester on Super Bowl Sunday get
0: it get it we're kicking it off
2: uh, so.
0: Um. i'm really proud of that i'm really proud of that pun <laughs> Justice, i just said oh i said that in uh service this past sunday and i heard some pity laughs but i'm okay with that that's okay mm. it's all right it is the
2: third week of it so yeah. fourth yeah. week fourth third week something I like that. i thought it was
0: funny
1: definitely pity
2: it got more laughs on the first two weeks karen so don't worry <laughs> about it um but yeah, no, it was uh, it was it's been good. We're going into this season for small groups and uh, getting ready for a great dream team party.
0: So excited! This Saturday,
2: yes, pumped up dream team party this Saturday. Mm. So if you are a listener, you're on our dream team here at TC. Man, make sure that you have uh, gotten your invite and you are not like a, not in the mail, but your coaches <laughs> contact you or whatever. Um, Saturday
0: six thirty.
2: Saturday six thirty at the Chich um for you dream teamers but uh make sure you're a dream teamer don't some of y'all just be showing up okay so um if you do I'm recruiting you you're getting drafted yes like right <laughs> then and there just so you know but uh yeah it's going to be a good time and we're super super pumped so absolutely hey man party time party time sunday
1: was a good day it was is there it a dress really code like day. is there there's not a theme for this right
0: i mean there's a theme but not it's not like you dress up like last year
1: oh Right. I mean, Justin, you
0: can always dress up if you want.
2: Listen, if y'all didn't see, you could check out the church's Instagram.
1: I might wear them pants again.
2: Justin's Justin's costume last year at the (laughs) Dream Team party. It was shocking.
1: Eighties themed.
2: It was eighties themed. He had on tiger print Uh, zebra zebra print leggings, like yoga pants. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) With a motley crew wig. Oh my
0: goodness. And a bandana.
2: And a bandana. You had a cut-off jean vest. Yeah. Fishnet gloves. Fishnet gloves. Yeah. You borrowed a lady in our church's Harley boots.
1: Uh, you could let the lady part out. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Harley boots, yeah. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Justin has smaller feet than I do, so he couldn't borrow my boots. No. But, um What else? It was, that was impressive.
0: You can't unsee that. No.
2: No, it's no. it's burned into my brain.
1: No. Right now. So, uh, and, and what's funny is, I didn't realize how tight those pants were until I saw pictures. I'm bra- I, I
0: remember you walking into the sanctuary and I was shocked.
1: <laughs> I ha- Because when I looked down from my angle, I could see like a little slack in them. So I was like, oh, it's not that bad. No, uh, from our
2: angle, I'm telling you right now, there was no <laughs> you slack. You must I not
0: gonna... have a full length mirror at your home.
2: I don't. They were so tight. It was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie It was funny. You. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So we got the dream team party this uh, Saturday. So, so I
1: can wear whatever.
0: Yeah, Just I guess.
2: Clothes would be preferred. Yeah, no, I'm going to. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's good. No, yeah, so it was. I uh, got a good time this Saturday, and then. Oh uh <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> Justin dropped something in his cup of water. Anyway, so. Yeah, this Sunday is going to be good. saturday's going to be great. This Sunday is going to be great. Super Bowl Sunday. We always have a good time on Super Bowl Sunday cuz it's our small group kickoff and it's always a blast. So, um, going to be good. So, yeah. This past Sunday was was a lot of fun, guys. I really enjoyed it. And I didn't get a chance to I didn't tell anybody this, but I was I had a hard time in the first service. Um, my, I couldn't get my like, yeah, I was preaching, but it was, I, my thoughts were just God. wouldn't come out. Yeah. I, I couldn't the get first, one, Couldn't get clear. Yeah. Man, you not think didn't that notice. had been like I'm that i I'm saying, the yeah, second. cause
0: I know I've been there. I know what you're talking about. Right, I've been right. in that situation, but it, yeah. you couldn't tell.
2: Oh, uh, good. I'm glad I, I had a hard time getting my thoughts together. However, that was a, that, kicking off the service with 10 hits of the last 20 years. That was fun. Was hilarious. Um, a lot of fun. DJ true was in the house um
1: some of those songs i did not like you know
2: well like you post like malone. you're like 70s man
1: post malone i mean We're, well it was all for
2: brian yeah, so i
1: just i don't know you know post malone so i want to give these he to has tattoos you. on his face like, and so i saw a meme the other can't day get over that
2: yeah, Listen,
0: has I, more money than you
1: oh no doubt
2: <laughs> i saw a meme the other day and it was hilarious it was a picture of post with his braids and stuff and his gold teeth, you know, and like his unshaved face. Cause he always looks like,
1: you he, know, like looks dirty as can be. So yeah.
2: and it was like Post Malone is proof that, w- that any man with money, women will find attractive. <laughs> it's like, cause if you want you a Post Malone, you can find one of a, in a kitchen of any restaurant.
1: In the world. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> Have y'all heard him play guitar though? <laughs> I think once, yeah. No, he's a killer guitar player.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Post
1: is a musical genius. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. No, he's a killer guitar
2: player. Post is a musical genius. I'm not, on our church podcast, not suggesting that you go listen to Post Malone. And if you did, you would definitely want to download the ex, uh, um, edited version uh, of whatever you might listen to. But all that to say, from a as a musician and as a former producer and all those things when it comes to music post is onto something he he knows what he's doing he's doing a good job with it too but i want to give you these 10 songs that we played on sunday first was casey and jojo all my life
1: that was the first song that wasn't the first no no, song. no i'm just going in order
2: oh. of years so that was oh.
0: 1999 so i'm sure you're shocked but i i don't think i've ever heard that song but i was thinking about it and i was six when it came out
1: everyone God. knows that song I don't know. What to can do I? Can care. we play that? How do we play
2: that? John will cue it up for us. So, uh, but yeah, Casey and JoJo all my life. Whoa. Then, Ja Rule living, living it, it up. up. Yeah, that was quite the number. Um, of course, Ja Rule. Di- I, and I remember when that was out. Oh, absolutely. I remember all of these. I remember watching all of these songs, like and these. We're talking MTV days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all talking. My Life, that video? Oh, yeah, absolutely. With the tuxes? Yeah. White yeah. scarves, white gloves? That's what we made the joke Sunday. We're like, yeah. any of y'all 19 and 20-year-olds, some of y'all might be here because of this song Yeah, all my <laughs> life. So
1: <laughs> It's quite a love song. Um,
2: number three, Outcast. Hey ya. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not classic. a fan.
0: No, that's a classic what? song.
2: 103,000 is one of the best mm, lyricists. Not a fan. All right, your excuse. Okay. Number four, Usher. Yeah, of course. Yes, so good. Fantastic tune. One of the top hits of the last twenty years. I get
1: crunk when I think about that.
2: Yeah,
0: he gets crunk, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs)
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Justin gets crunk. I I get so crunk. (laughs) (laughs) Crunk is a term used by early two thousand graduates. Lil Jon
1: used. He was on that song too.
2: Yeah, that was two thousand four.
1: Yeah,
2: I was crunk. Okay, so moving on. Number five, Fallout Boy, Sugar, We're Going Down, 2005. Garbage.
0: No. Uh, stop.
2: Garbage. No. Stop. <laughs> garbage. No. Fallout Boy? Bro, did you know I heard- That's garbage. I've heard this on more than one occasion that for that first album, he recorded every vocal take in
1: one take on that whole album. I can believe it. It's garbage.
2: Yeah. No, he's a phenomenal Justin.
1: vocalist. That, that band is garbage though. No. The music
2: sucks. You're wrong. It's okay, Justin. You're wrong. Number six, Black Eyed Peas. Oh, boom, boom, pow! Terrible. I'm so
0: glad we didn't let Justin mm. pick the songs. Terrible.
2: It'd have been Journey, 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 Bon Queen's Jovi, and journey. journey. Yeah, <laughs> Fergie. He'd have played the whole Bohemian Rhapsody song. Yeah.
1: I mean, Fergie, really? Uh, Did y'all hear her national anthem?
2: <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing, okay. bro. Oh. That was terrible. Fergie, come on.
1: Fergie, when the when
2: the NBA players, all of which are probably tone deaf, are like making faces at you while you're singing that song.
0: Mm.
1: that poor girl I felt bad for anyways she, yeah. Gar- said that's, I that's
0: felt that's
2: like I needed a new rendition I said no yeah. not that one uh, number seven is it Gotti 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 don't ask me the somebody that I used to know oh I know that song 2011 yeah. Yeah.
1: boom 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 somebody, boom, uh, boom boom boom
2: so uh, then number eight Bruno Mars Uptown Funk good stuff best one hands down Bruno Musical uh, Genius that's not
1: better than yeah though uh, Debatable I mean it's a In great song In the long
2: run Over the next 20 years Uptown Funk will be but, yeah, Considerably yeah, but there's, there's
1: no nostalgia On Uptown Funk though There is for Some people No, nah, it's too new Well maybe Number there's, 9 There's a time limit on. There's a time frame For nostalgia
2: Number 9 Imagine Dragons Thunder No Thunder
1: Do the thunder dun, dun, dun.
2: Fact so, <laughs> and then number 10, Post Malone, Better Now. That's 2018. There's no nostalgia on Better
1: Now. None at all.
2: <laughs> but we ended with Bruno Mars, and I'll tell you this. We have a very diverse congregation, and uh, it, was
0: it
2: was about lit. to get crunk, as J.O. would say. It or, was lit. It, it, was, it, was, it was tight. Yeah. We got everybody up on their Remember feet. Remember that? Remember the, tight? Remember when we used to say that? So we got everybody on their feet for that song. It was a good time. DJ True was in the house. So, But all that to say, we started talking about nostalgia. We were
1: talking about how... Never underestimate the power of nostalgia. True. Dwight Schrute. That's <laughs> a, a quote from Dwight Schrute.
0: And if you don't know who Dwight Shrew is, he is a character on The Office. The
1: Office. If you and don't if you- know who Dwight Schrute is...
2: get your your life life together (laughs) (laughs) so uh and so we were talking about nostalgia and uh from what i studied the two greatest um memory uh reminders and memory markers in our brain scent and um music or sound
1: facts so. I can't even smell Heavenly Perfume from Victoria's Secret. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Dare I ask why? <laughs> moving on. We're going to leave that right there. So, uh, so yeah. It's a, no, you're right. You're right. Um, like, your story? like it, I smelled something not too long ago, and I don't remember where we were. I don't remember where I was. I feel like you were there. I don't remember what. we. I don't know where, but it smelled like Dreamland, the skating rink. Oh, yeah. Where did I, we go? I was like, bro, it's, this is straight skating <laughs> rink smell in here. I was like taken back. Uh, yeah. I remember that.
2: I don't remember what it was. But yeah, I don't remember where, but I, I do remember Instantly. That. I was yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. since crazy. So we were talking, yeah, because we were talking about nostalgia. Now, Karen, what is it that makes you think of the past?
0: Uh, that's such a broad question. I don't know how to answer that.
2: Yeah, what is it that makes you think of, like, what brings nostalgia in your brain? Like, for example, if Justin hears any song, like, any early hip-hop song from the late 80s, it's probably going to remind him of the skating rink. Yeah. Like, instantly. So. I, and that's kind of
1: me too. Like uh, if I hear Quad City DJs or something, yeah. And, and and not only that, but not just back to like a time frame. Some songs bring you back to like a specific, specific moment, moment, memory, like you remember, like like it's yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like when I think of, there's a ludicrous song mm. that was like uh slower lovers and friends i think i think it's ludicrous or oh, Usher. Yeah. remember that song wow. i'm not recommending this on the podcast either. right but right. that song i can when i think or hear that song i think of being in my first vehicle a 96 ford thunderbird wow with my cousin jc and with tyler on Nine Mile Road in front of Dodge's Chicken, like that specific, <laughs> right? No doubt. Like the first time we heard it was in my car right there when we was going through the music on the CD, like to a specific. On spot. the CD. On the CD, yeah. <laughs> Seriously.
0: I remember it's, when it's I, So bum. powerful. I remember when in the, so the first car I had was a 1993 white Ford Explorer. Ooh. There that is. was my first you had a car that old yeah man, yeah your pants were slipping yeah it was it was a hand-me-down from my oldest sister that was her first car and she's man. eight years older than me man yeah so I they passed it had down a brand new car nah 1993 <laughs> white ford explorer and it had a, a cassette tape adapter that i could CD? for no for my ipod you put it it, it would work oh. for
2: the ipod too Oh. Wow! <laughs> God. I never thought about that. It would work for an iPod. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Continue with your story. Wow. <laughs> no,
0: that was it. I would just say, like, oh, wow, okay. I remember having a cassette tape adapter. So, you remember a so specific song what though? Song from back for then? your era. I. You're I'm,
1: 25, so you were 16. Like, what was the song?
0: All, all the only song that's coming to my brain right now.
1: <laughs> Nine years <laughs> is, ago. Is
0: that song "Tipsy"? Um, Tipsy. Yeah, I don't even remember who. Tipsy. I, I remember, oh gosh, Cause yeah.
2: Because we're talking about. I don't nine, have my nine, phone in here, or I it sounds would. Sounds terrible. Nine years ago, was 2010, it would have been like boom, boom, pow or something. Like
0: that. No, I mean I remember that one. That one, boom, boom, pow, was it came out in 2011, right? That's the year I graduated uh, 2009. Oh, okay. That's I graduated in 2011, and I remember boom, boom, pow was real big when I was in high school. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. That's garbage. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of Fergie, I remember when uh, "Big Gotta Girls Don't Big Girls Don't Cry." I remember, I remember when that song. came out. Yeah,
1: oh, I yeah. bet all the girls loved that. Yeah, they all were around singing "Big Girls Don't Cry." Oh yeah, It's like yeah, y'all did. I thought it <laughs> was like Pink or something. <laughs> no, that was Fergie.
0: No, Fergie. Fergalicious, uh-huh. mm-hmm. working on her fitness. I rem- yeah, I remember that song? Garbage.
2: <laughs> Justin has an infatuation with 70s music. So and, and mostly 80s, mostly 80s. Yeah, Journey, bon Jovi. 70s and
1: 80s, and then into 90s alternative, but. The 70s and 80s, like Boston, Kansas, Journey. No one that's listening to this podcast. Def Leopard, Bon Jovi for sure. You know, all that. Death Leopard. Fantastic music.
2: Anyway, so, um, yeah, Nostalgia i remember i have certain key moments i remember the very first time i ever heard a juvenile song the name of which should not be <laughs> like said on this podcast um i was at my so i was actually at my sister's boyfriend's house who had a younger brother that i used to hang out with and i remember hearing the song for the very first time and he had his car speakers in his bedroom oh, yeah. so there's like tons of bass in the house was it this
1: first single uh
2: probably Probably. Yeah. So, uh, I know and, I and know the first song. time I heard it, and it was on repeat, and we were just like jamming on how the parents at work it was like summertime or something. And I can still, I can take, I could drive you to that house right now. Yeah, like, that was when I was like eleven or something. We, I don't know. We used to 12?
1: download the instrumental versions of the songs we liked, and then we would record a CD with our buddy Josh freestyling over those beats. Mm. It was sick. Josh Stanton, what up? Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: One more song. I also have fond memories of Ignition, the remix. Oh,
2: R. Kelly. You uh, can't listen to uh, that now. No, R. R. Kelly's a, Now it means something totally yeah, different. Yeah, R. Kelly's yeah. that He <laughs> gotta that go. Was,
0: I loved that song. Everybody
2: loved that, but he's- Apparently so did- Never mind. He gotta
1: go. <laughs> R. Kelly, man.
2: Yeah. Apparently he wasn't talking about the people we thought he was talking
1: about. <laughs> Just considerably younger uh, versions. Oh, R. Kelly.
2: But, uh, yeah, so, man, coming off of- uh, Talking about nostalgia. And one of the things that we talked about was nostalgia nostalgia is that uh as we would navigate uh our past, sometimes we cling to the past because it's easier to remember and hold on to those moments of the past, our nostalgia, our favorite songs, the places we've come from. Like you know, it's it's easier to reconnect with the past that we remember than to face the fear of the future that isn't the unknown. Mm and so we we kind of use those songs to have help people start thinking about their past especially all my life when all my life came on everyone in the congregation was like oh <laughs> that was 20 years ago 20 years ago so uh we were but we were talking about man that sometimes it is far easier to stay connected to where we've come from than say yes to where we're going yeah and so, as we started doing that, we got into the story of David, and and uh, you know, for the full sermon, I really want to encourage you to go, go check out the, uh, go check out the sermon from Sunday because we, we, we covered so many details. But the long and short of it is that you know, out of the gate, you know, David was part of a cursed lineage, um, and should have had no access to God. He shouldn't have had any rights, you know. But he becomes the, uh, you know, the one uh, that. You know God cared deeply about and if you read through the psalms I mean it's pretty pretty clear um the relationship that David had with the Lord and he's the man after God's own heart mm-hmm. you know but he should have had no access to God uh, he should have had no ability to communicate with the Lord um, he should have been cut off from the Lord and God still found a way to get beyond David's past and get beyond David's lineage so that he could do with him what he wanted to do And I think that God wants to do that with, uh, with all of our lives. And so we use it to talk about nostalgia a little bit, but while we were talking about nostalgia, it was really connecting the dots that, uh, for that opening scene where we're describing to people that saying yes to your future to a small degree means leaving your past. Yeah. Um, and Karen, I think you, we've talked about this a little bit, but, um, You know, when you were eighteen, you were leaving Thomasville, Georgia. Yes. Thomasville, Georgia. Yes. And you like Chuck Deuces and (laughs) never again.
0: Yeah, I yeah, and Thomasville is a small town about thirty minutes north of Tallahassee, and um, I had I lived there my whole life. And actually, living here in Pensacola is the biggest place I've ever lived. (laughs) I remember when I moved here, I was like, not only do they have a Target, they have multiple Targets and a mall i was i was set
2: and if you Um, had moved here a few years earlier you'd have seen we had multiple malls but that since has ended but yeah i
0: didn't didn't see that part but yeah no i when i left at, at 18 i i just knew i wouldn't be back um and it's nothing against the town or anything i just i don't know i just had this feeling and and that's that's what happened you know i'm went off to college and I did go home for, for one summer after my grandmother passed, I went home just to be with my family and kind of help them with some stuff after she passed. But other than that, every summer I worked or, or was, you know, on mission trips or something. Yeah,
2: And then you came on staff at a church and you never leave. And now now I never go home. (laughs) You never see your family. Sorry, Swan family. Uh, But yeah, no. And uh, my cousin was in Thomasville for a little while at the college. Uh, yeah Thomas University com- shout mm-hmm. out to Seth Blevins. he's an a uh, regular listener. love Seth. you, my man Seth so uh but anyways, so yeah, he um uh, and, and the cousin things a long story, but anyways, all the people in Kentucky are family, but all that to say, um, yeah, I know like you we've experienced the same thing like at some for some people at some point in your life, you gotta say goodbye mm-hmm. to the past so that you can see the horizon of your future. Right. You know, and it's like, man, it's been real. Um, thank you. You right. know, saying thank, you know, thank you to what shaped me. Thank you to what mold me. Right. Um, you know, I hate the parts that broke me. Um, but all of them help the Lord used to help make me. Mm-hmm. And I am who I am today because of where I've come from and what I've come through. And, um, uh, but now i've got to say yes to where i'm going right and as we do that and as we navigate um man all of that it's really wrapping our heads around who god wants us to be and man disconnecting from the um from the past and kind of the romantic parts that we have kind of had etched their way into our hearts letting those go so that we can say yes to the future um, cause I don't believe you can both hang on to the past and pursue the future. I so, believe you can remember yeah. it, but I don't think you can hold on to it like that. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: so many people live their present in their past.
2: Yeah. Come on. Yeah.
0: And it's just, it's not possible. You, if it's the past, it's the past and you leave it behind you and you're present in, in the moment. I mean, we've all, been in situations and done things that we wish we wouldn't have. You're human. You make mistakes. You learn from them, you grow and you leave it there. That's why there's, there's grace, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we're moving forward. And so many people don't do that. So many people carry around, um, even not even things that they've done, but things that have happened to them, which that's a, you know, a whole nother topic. You have to work through that. Yeah. And, and, get in a freedom group and just work those things out. But so many people just carry those things with them, um, into their present. And, and the really, the sad part about that is is when you're carrying all those things around from your past, you're unable to take anything else on. That's good. You know, you're so consumed with this person that offended me or, or this thing that happened to me that I had no control over. And it's actually everything in you, in your, present and you're now that um would be actually really good you have no room for it you have no capacity because you're spending all of your time and your energy thinking about what happened to you yesterday or a year ago or you know
2: yeah and, and I, you know i love someone me and justin both listen to you um gv but he you know he's he's that's one of the things he advocates real big for is like this idea of like listen whatever happened in your past like you're responsible to move on right like i i believe that it was real and for some people it hurt really bad and all those things but man um it it is it happened Mm -hmm. and the only way that it continues to affect you is if you choose to let it right So you have to choose to be free. Um, And God has so much more for us. He has so much he wants to do with our life. He has such, so many opportunities that he wants to engage us with and enhance and and take us on a journey so that we can fulfill what he's called us to fulfill. Um, But we have to choose to let go. You know, that one of the, because the first point of what we talked about Sunday was that we have to stop identifying with the past when we start rerouting our purpose is what we're talking about now. But the, one of the kind of the statements that we made on Sunday is what's happening to you doesn't compare to what's happening through you, right? you know, and if we continue to, we may have anxiety, we may be navigating all those feelings and all those things may be happening to us, but what God's trying to do through us is so much bigger and better. We just have to let it happen. Like we have to say, yes, we have to move forward. We've actually been seeing some breakthrough in this area in some of our pipeline students, um and some of the people in our church and it's been so freeing to watch them say yes to things that kind of terrify them and go against the areas of their past that have convinced them that they can't do things Mm -hmm. to watch them say yes to it and engage it and now to watch god do stuff through their life has been it's already just fantastic like we're already seeing a, a turning of the ship if you will so um that's huge Huge. Huge. So, um, and then that brings us to, you know, number two, which is kind of, we were already bleeding into that, which is you got to start executing in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, start saying yes, you know, and Karen, Karen, Karen do you want to tell them how you came on staff here at the church?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I moved to Pensacola, um, just going all the way back, moved to Pensacola a little over three years ago and was looking for a church. And um, my best friend... Anna, it was from Pensacola, and her boyfriend at the time, they're now married, um, but her boyfriend at the time was playing guitar for this church, and she wanted to go see her boyfriend play guitar um, at this church on Sunday. So we went really just to see Adam, her boyfriend, play, ended up getting plugged in and loving it and haven't left ever since. And then um, about a year into attending TC, I started working with our students, and then about... I guess it was a year, eight months or so after that, came on staff part time.
2: So, how did that conversation go? Do you remember? I remember very distinctly. But I don't know if you remember.
0: I mean, I feel like you should tell it.
2: <laughs> so, I, was, I, don't, I don't, I don't know if you remember this. So, in the in our old building, my office was kind of a travel through. So, people would just randomly walk through my office to get to wherever they were going to. And she, Karen, you walked through my office. And while you were walking through one day, you didn't know this, but I had just been on my, on the back of my mind, like just really like working through some thoughts that I've had in my in my head. I even talked to Ashley, my wife, about it, and was just like, "This is what I am thinking." She's like, "Well, go for it." And so you walked through the office, and I was like, "Karen, how much money do you make?" <laughs> 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 and you were like, "Why?" And I was like, "I just want to know how much." That's money. That's a really
0: you-. personal yeah, question. You were, you were
2: like, "That's a personal question." I was like, "Well, how much money do you make?" And uh, and you told me, and I was like. Cool. Um, I was like, I'm going to hire you. And I was like, I want you on my team. And you kind of didn't... like. I don't know if you remember, you were just kind of like, um... Like, this is the most unofficial job interview ever. (laughs) And I was just like, I want you on the team, so... And like then, I told you I was like pray about it, and then let me know. And you hit me up like three days later.
0: Yeah, it was kind of one of those things where we we're like we'll fill it, figure it out later. Yeah, but we'll f- I was like, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Well, what's
2: funny is you like you had to preach that night to the students. Yeah. T- so you were just kind of like, uh, like, yeah. I for, apparently I have a tendency to drop bombs on people while they're preoccupied with other things. Which, Karen got another dropped on her last week. Uh, yeah. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but all that to say, yeah, I was just like, and so, well, what was funny is you had just been talking about doing something new at Big Brothers Big Sisters, which opened up the opportunity for right you to do part time with us, part time with them, mm-hmm. and then as I knew what happened because I told you my only concern when we were when you were getting ready to do that, I don't know if you remember this, I was like, my only concern is we run really fast here oh, yeah. and I'm worried you're not going to know when to say no
0: right, right. to
2: things and you're going to end up working two full-time jobs right, or at least one full-time for us and part-time for them. right. And you're going to get burnout. And that's exactly what happened. And so that's when I was like, well, listen, you know, um, you're know, you going to have to tell them that you yeah. are, <laughs> are going to quit because uh, you were stuck with us no matter what. But all that to say is it's like you had built up a good stock at the organization you were with before Mm -hmm. you came here and had a really good job. But I think you've always known that ministry was your future. Mm -hmm. Um, As a matter of (laughs) fact, our Starbucks conversation.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I was so naive.
2: So so to catch everyone up, Justin, I don't know if you've heard this story before, but... (laughs) very when i sat down with karen and we were talking about her coming on staff and she goes all right well i just want to tell you a few things
0: here it was like my (laughs) requirements to accept the job this is
2: the only way that i'm going to come work there and she was like you know i'm really close to my family and so i'll be going to georgia every christmas and And every every easter (laughs) and i laughed out loud in her face and I said you must not have a calling to ministry, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> and that was almost exactly what I said. I said, "Karen, ministry is in your blood. Yeah, it is your future, and it is what God is going. Not I don't believe every person should be full time ministry. Right. There are some people that that is what they're supposed to do with their life, and you are one of them. And so, whether you admit it now or whether you fight it over the next five years, and then inevitably say yes, mm-hmm. then it's in your blood. And when you do ministry." Christmas and Easter are non-negotiables. Right. So if you're coming on our team, you will be working Christmas and Easter. And she goes, "Oh, okay." okay. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the reason that I brought all that up is like there were a, there were a few things. Number one, I think you had built a good stock for yourself with the organization that you were coming from. And then number two, um, there were traditions even in your family that you had to start saying no to some of those things to start saying yes to some of the right things right right you know essentially like sometimes uh, i think all of us need to learn that we have to start praying and getting discernment so that we can differentiate between good things and god things right right and you know in those in those moments um i think those were key moments for you as a person and i think also for us as an organization because obviously you're a a clutch killer for us when it comes to what we do here at TC, um, and I think God really speaking to my heart as a leader, our heart as a as a um, leadership team, and your heart as a as a phenomenal number one believer. But now am um, you know employee for us is that man. Sometimes you got to know when to say goodbye to the past, mm-hmm. um, when to let those things be in the rearview mirror. Um and when to move forward and say, I don't know what this future is going to hold. I don't know what it's going to look like. Right. It can be a little scary because I've really built up a good thing over here mm-hmm. and I kind of like it. Like
0: Right, it's going <laughs> it's, well. It's going yeah. well.
2: Like I enjoy what I do. Like I, I like what I do. I like the people I work with. I like the organization takes good care of me. I like all those things. It holds a lot of promise and those were good things. But in that moment, God was trying to give you an opportunity for a God thing and I'm very glad you took it. <clears throat> So, um, and that's kind of (laughs) honestly, funny enough, every single person on our staff, Justin included, has a pretty similar story to how we got to where we are currently. So that's kind of funny. I think Justin a little more proactively knowing like it was the end of a current time and getting ready to step into the right thing. But all that to say... You know, other than me, who I've been at this church since it started, so that's a little bit different. But every other staff member, other than myself, um, really had key moments where they said, all right, I'm going to let go of this good thing and pursue this God thing. Right. Um, and thank God that we did, because here we all are, you mm-hmm. know, seeing God yeah. do amazing things in people's lives. And I think that's the big thing for you listeners out there, is to recognize, like, there is coming a time. And it may have already passed. You may be waiting on the next wave. I don't ever mean it's too late. I just mean, like, you probably can think to yourself, I know I can, think to yourself a number of things that you're like, man... That was definitely a God thing, and I said no, and I should have said yes, or whatever. And uh, man, you just start be praying that the next opportunity God gives you, that you have the wisdom and discernment to know number one, it is from Him, and number two, when to say yes. Because, you know, um, I think God puts those things in front of us sometimes, and sometimes comfort blinds us to the pursuit of what god wants to do for us you know right, right. Um, so we have to start executing in the present
0: and kind of bringing this full circle you know we were, we started talking about nostalgia and, and our past you know so many people are comfortable <coughs> staying in in their past and and i i heard someone say a couple of years ago that so many christians make themselves the victim in the story like don't get it confused. We are not the victims. We are the guilty. And um, so many people like to kind of have this victim mentality. And don't get me wrong. There are some terrible, traumatic things that people have walked through. We live in a broken world. We all know that. But there's nothing that when, when you're walking with Jesus, when you are you know seeking him there's nothing he can't bring you through yeah and and so many people like to to just keep carrying around these things because it's become comfortable and this mentality this victim mentality is also it's a way to i don't know any other way to say it other than just remain comfortable you're always being um, kind of comforted by people, and that makes you feel better. And it's like if you would lay that down and keep that in the past and live in the present, God would take you to new things that you can say yeah, yes come to. On.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I love, I was watching someone uh, on our podcast. We all know the person I was watching the other day. And, you know, one of the things they were talking about, he was talking about um, how the way that you can stay flexible in the midst of crazy situations is um, to always be stretched you know and he was talking about like if you stretch well, not just like physically like yes stretching physically leads to flexibility physically like mm-hmm. you can do more if you stretch on a regular basis right but it also happens spiritually and emotionally psychologically like when you say yes to more things than you're comfortable to that stretching constantly makes you more flexible for when you have to adapt to the things that come your way so if you've said yes to teaching that class that you are very like Overwhelmed by the thought of teaching, and if you right. say yes to um, being on a podcast when you were terrified to be, if you say yes to um, helping write something for somebody, right. and, and you get in the mode of saying yes, you're stretching yourself. Right. And by stretching yourself, now you're more flexible. So that when God says, "All right, I want you to quit your job and I want you to take this job at this church," uh-huh. you're already flexible to be like this. Like okay, like you you can adapt. Right. Because you've been stretched in these little areas that you traditionally would have said, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can do this or I don't, you know, I'm, I'm too stiff. I'm too rigid. I, I, you know, um, I don't like to be uncomfortable. But if you're constantly stretching, you're in a constant state of uncomfortability and being uncomfortable, like, puts you in a place where you can definitely walk in the line of conviction, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, because of that, we can start executing in the present so yeah I totally agree and I I think that even goes back Karen to some of the conversations you and I had um (laughs) leading up to you coming on staff even in regards to like women in ministry yeah and some of those conversations where you were you and I both have a very similar stance on that Mm um not necessarily just how active they can be but roles they fill and some of those things and you and I are are in agreement on what we believe biblically that is defined by that however is that doesn't mean that there's no woman voice right right and i think i you could correct me if i'm wrong i think i pushed you sometimes across your line of comfort
0: (laughs) right yeah (laughs) sure and i mean just you know thinking about like the background i came from and everything i was so concerned about what people in my past would think and and i mean even laying that down too like i'm i'm walking this new direction and and even, you know, why am I concerned about the people in my past that I don't even agree with? Right. I'm so I don't concerned agree with about, else? I, yeah, I'm so concerned about their opinion about what God is calling me to do today. And I don't even agree with those people. It's it's crazy. So I, I'm glad I, I was pushed and, um you know, and, and stretched and all that stuff because it, yeah, I think we really saw some, some fruit from it and not, not, I'm not like patting myself on the back or anything. It's just, it's, Truth, it's it's following the word, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's the reality of being flexible, and that's what I'm getting at. You know, I I think that God uh, used moments of pushing you to say yes to something that you were reluctant to saying yes to, right? I think those small stretches along the way made you flexible to saying yes to this big opportunity that got put in front of you. That I'm sure was in the moment probably scary, a little terrifying, you know, very concerning. It's like, this is a great opportunity, but it can, great opportunities can also be scary as all get out. Right. You know, and how do I say yes to that? So, um, which you know one of the quotes from the second point from sunday which is to start executing your present and one of the statements we made is that the release of your promise is determined by your obedience in the present Mm -hmm. um and when god wants to do something great with us there's always going to be small steps along the way yeah you know and then lastly start moving towards your purpose um you know, in this idea that um, God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. Um, and when God wants to do something in your life, he will make you all that you need to be to execute it. He rarely calls the people that are already everything they need to be to be executors. Right.
0: right. I mean, so, at the end of the day, you read about all these people in, in scripture and uh, these things that the lord used these people for you know we talk about paul and you know i've been reading through some of the old testament lately and and um things that god did even through like joseph and people like that nothing god didn't do anything great through anybody that said no right it's a requirement to say yes As
2: a matter of fact i'm thinking of one person that said no which was jonah
0: yeah, and look how that turned. Yeah, out. Yeah, my man got <laughs>
2: swallowed up in the belly of a fish for three days. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, every single, every single one of those people had to say yes for God to use them.
2: And, and just uh, even a plug on that. You know, kind of going back to the Jonah thing, you know, one of the things that doesn't get communicated often, and it's going to be in a sermon coming up soon, uh, actually, that I'm working on now, um, but it wasn't just that Jonah got swallowed in the fish, but he almost called the entire crew on the ship that he was on to drown with him. Right. Right because of his disobedience Mm. and it's like what are the things we're saying no to how are the things that we're saying no to affecting the people that we're around
0: yeah 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 there's one of my favorite quotes um ever since i i heard i think i heard it last year carrie Job said people are attached to your yes yeah people are attached the things that you say yes to you're not just saying you're not saying yes for yourself there are people that are attached to that
2: yeah so that's, it's so true. And so it's like, man, what is God wanting to do with your life? And what is he waiting on for you? Because there is a purpose to unlock. There is a, a rerouting that needs to happen. And if you go back and listen to the sermon from Sunday, you'll even hear us talking about um, how God will even go as far as to rebuild your entire lineage uh, and where you've come from to make sure that he gets you on track with where you're going so and God is faithful and we just want to let you guys know man whatever it is that God is calling you to there is a yes there is a next step and start looking for good or start looking for the God things in the midst of the good things and say yes to those things man keep stretching your life become flexible and watch God do amazing things through it so um, yeah Absolutely. Justin, tell them where they can find more about the church, man. You can
1: find us online at transformationchurch.com or on Instagram or Facebook at Transformation Pensacola.
2: Right on, guys. Well, we will see you next week uh, for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. Karen, thank you so much for coming on with us today. No problem. All right. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.